the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 206. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, on to the show. Good morning. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't record that, though. Good morning. Good morning. I'm not used to her talking to me yet oh. the zoom lady yeah the zoom lady no one will hear that on their end because it doesn't Mm-mm. it doesn't pick it up on the recording but we hear it right hear just it, surprised yeah. she surprised <laughs> me again <laughs> i know it's, zoom must be getting people must be recording things in secret and people weren't happy about it i'm sure i could see how that could get litigious yeah yeah how are you today i'm all right um yeah what's going on I, um, I have relearned the concept of one day at a time, one minute at a time. Mm. (laughs) Um, not because I wanted to, (laughs) I was going to just ask you that. Was that by design? No, probably not. No, I can't. So I'm in the middle of something and I can't get super specific about it because it's unresolved. Right. And, um, but I can speak about it generally. Okay. Let's so yeah, last week something happened and it's was devastating hmm. and um, it feels like a death. Although I, I'll say that no one's died. So no one's dead. No one died, uh-huh. but it feels like something died. Something big died. And um, uh in terms of expectation or in terms of internally with you? I think expectations and the, mm. and the longer it's gone on, you know, it's, it's been a week over a week and I'm still in it. Mm. Then, yeah, I'm starting to see that there's a lot of things that ideas that are dying, other things that are dying. Mm. You, you can't like walk through a fire, right? Without yeah. being scorched. Mm. And, um, I mean, you know, I think you get to decide how you're going to alchemize. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. It changes you. Yeah. But you, you can't, you can't walk through a fire without being forged somehow. Yeah. And you know, those things will take some time. Um, the lessons, right. The kind of knowings. Oh, or absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to drink. Mm. Um, uh, first time I felt like that in a while, in a yeah. few years, um, uh, turns out that, you know, you have those things where you're like, I wonder if I would drink over that, like a death of someone or mm-hmm. I don't know, something, you know, I think my, my wound is, um, feeling like a fraud, you know, feeling Aww. like an imposter, mm-hmm. uh, yeah feeling like I bamboozled someone or disappointed someone. Oh, that is my button. Mm. And, um, in that moment, I I literally had two choices. (laughs) Yeah. Um, because that's how severe the pain was. I was either going to drink to pop that valve because I couldn't take it or I was going to, uh, reach out for help and have another, um, woman that is an alcoholic like me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use that word, Mm -hmm. um, help me carry some of the pain that I was experiencing. Like I needed to shift it off of me. Yeah. Like you were on fire. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I, those, I have two clear choices, very clear choices. And, you know, if, if no one answered the phone mm. on the third try, I was getting in my car and driving to the wine store. Mm, And, um, luckily I have people that love me. Mm, You do. And, um, you really do. And they told me I didn't have to drink. Yeah. And they would help me. So that's where I am now. Um, I'm in this like hellish um liminal space right now waiting to um for this thing that happened to be resolved Mm -hmm. and I have no control over how fast or slow it happens Mm. um it's kind of out of my hands um and if it doesn't work out the way I hope it does then I have a stack of other solutions Mm. uh, ready to go. (sighs) So, yeah, so that's me. Um, You know, we were going to talk about summer this episode. We'd already Mm kind of decided the topic and yeah. um, I'm longing for levity right now. (laughs) Just like every time I've kind of, fade off into a daydream. It's just, or I, I've catch myself laughing about something. I was like, Oh, 
I will never take levity for granted ever again. (laughs) Right. Well, we're definitely going to go there, but I have a couple things to say. Um, It's so interesting, right? Like how our sobriety keeps teaching us. Like, and, and I have to say, witnessing you walk through this fire um, um, and asking for help was a really beautiful um, part of my sobriety and not just mine. I know our community as well. And um, it's one thing to talk the talk, right? Sandra, we're talking the talk and we're giggling and laughing about this and that and alcohol-free beverages or whatever, whatever something might be light and fun for us here on the show. But this is fucking serious. Yeah. (laughs) This is life and death. This could like blow up a family, right? This could blow up your life. And what you did was reach out and before you took a drink. And I just really want to like bold that, italicize that because I know there's a lot of women in our community um, that have a lot of shame when they pick up a drink, right? Um, But calling someone beforehand, I'm not saying that that's going to prevent everything, but it it is a solution before you have to take that drink. It's enough to create like a pause Mm -hmm. to get a little bit of a handle on what's happening. Because listen, guys, it's no surprise that we reach for alcohol Mm -hmm. when we are experiencing pain. That's what we did. (laughs) Right. That was the solution. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's no, that's, that's no, um, you know, that's a reflex. Right. That I don't think ever goes away permanently. Mm. Well, not when you've been doing it for as long as we've been doing the drinking, right? Yeah. It's going to come out of left field and punch you in the throat. And you're like, where have you been? No, you just, been, like they say, I mean, they do say these things in the rooms of 12 step programs. Like it's just like laying or out in the parking lot doing push ups. That used to always annoy me. But it's when it's true, it's true. When it comes back and and you do feel that way, it's, it's, there's no denying it. It's just what you do with it. And I think you have a lot of great recovery, Sandra, so that you knew to reach out. Yeah, we, um, I mean, again, uh, I will be like processing the fallout from this for Mm -hmm. months, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But um, that's why too, it's really hard to, to do recovery alone. Mm. Right? Yeah. You gotta have somebody. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Even if it's just one person that you can call and say, I need you to talk me off this ledge right now you got to have one person. Yeah. We aren't meant to handle hard shit by ourselves. Mm. We're just not. And it's the one person who shares your problem. So they fucking get it. Yeah. <laughs> they get the fire. You know, when the, emer- when the fire alarm goes off, that person understands. Yeah. They get why you want to drink. Yeah. They totally get it. Yeah. Um, 
have to say, um, um, let's see, how do I put this? I felt a little bit on fire too when I got your text, Sandra. Mm. I was physically bound in a circle of women and I couldn't get to you fast enough. That felt hard. Um, I picked up my phone. I think I shared with you, I picked up my phone to take a picture of um, a woman in recovery. She's having a baby shower and we had the string wrapped around our wrists and it was like the metaphor of it all. Like I couldn't get out of what I was in to call you back fast enough. Right. And that, that lump in my throat or that feeling as I'm, you know, as soon as they cut the cord, I grabbed my purse, gave her a French goodbye. And I left and was in the parking lot of a church where I go to my 12 step meetings. And I called you from there. And, um, your voice, Sandra, you scared me so much. I didn't know what to do. I, it's like, if you get that call, I think um, one of our friends you asked recently, um, or she asked you like, what, what do you, what do you do? What do you say? What helped? Um, can you share that? What you, what you responded to her, what you said helped that day? Cause I don't even remember. I think I told her what I just said that um, uh, you don't have to drink that I didn't have to drink. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't have to drink. And I didn't have to bear the weight of it alone. Mm. Yeah. You have and a lot of people that 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 wrote that, that that wanted to help you oh i mean <laughs> like so many i got so um yeah i i texted you and then i texted another friend and you know didn't get an immediate response and it felt like you know and i like, felt like nine, i was calling 911 yeah. And um, so then I posted in our secret Facebook group mm. and put my phone number and, and uh, the post and I got hundreds mm. yeah. of calls and texts, hundreds. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> and, and I promise you that is the thing that kept me from driving to the liquor store. Yeah. Or worse. I mean, I was like that low and I'm not gonna, you know, say anything triggering, but it's the lowest I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I just want to hover here for a second because it's really important, I think. And the women that listen to this podcast and that are in our community and that we meet with every Sunday, some of them, um, they're just freaking amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They're, mm -hmm. they are the most special 
group mm-hmm. of women I've ever met. Yeah. In my life. Yeah. Um, they are amazing. And I feel so damn lucky mm. that they found us. Yeah. Um, and I know some people can hear this probably and say, oh, well, sure. You host a podcast and you built a community. Of course you have people to support you. And I would say to that person, either come join our group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also we'll have people to support you mm-hmm. or there is that kind of support. It might not be hundreds of people, but like I said, it could be one person. Yeah. That will answer. You can make a pact with each other that you'll answer each other's calls or texts, even if they're in the middle of the night or at some inconvenient time. Well, um, yeah, yes. But you got to find somebody that you can, you know, fire the SOS to. Well, and it takes action. And so, yeah, when we're in crisis, sometimes you forget to, t- we don't know how to do it sometimes, or our mind just blanks, right? You're, yours new enough to, to reach out, but the action kind of happens beforehand when you're not in, in that, in a crisis, you know, when we started talking on the phone, I remember sitting in my little pink studio and taking notes of all the brilliant things you were saying and, um, talking and sharing and making a connection with a stranger that lived in Texas who shares my common problem and who's pretty rad. <laughs> so I, you know, and then slowly you start collecting your, your people. And so that when you have a hard time, you can text an SOS or you can make that call. And yeah, it doesn't take 900 women in a secret Facebook group to do it. It, it just takes a couple. And then that, that's an action right there is collecting your people, going to coffee, going to awkward coffee dates, um, doing the legwork so that when you have a bump in the road, you have somebody to reach out to that you trust. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, and, and you're going to find times where it's, it's so there's going to be things that are so ben- seemingly so benign too, mm. where you just need to hide in the bathroom. Yeah. And, and text from the bathroom at parties. I don't know. Sam. I do that. <laughs> text from the bathroom at parties because you're dying of awkwardness or whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be a crisis, but you gotta have, yeah. you gotta have somebody that can catch you on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, and, and, and practicing and flexing that muscle of asking for help is that's not easy, but it's it's like, you just keep practicing it in the little way. So that when a big way comes up, you're like, well, I fucking don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll throw, I'll throw out this SOS and see what happens. Right. I just shared this, you know, we have this restaurant in Austin called El Arroyo. It's been here forever Mm -hmm. and forever. They have they have like a funny, something funny that they change out daily on their letter sign. They've been doing it for years. Oh, I I see when you post it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I share them often. They're about drinking margaritas and I don't (laughs) share those, but this morning's was so perfect. It said three of the hardest things to say. One, 
I was wrong. Two, I need help. Mm. Three, Worcestershire sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, true. (laughs) So true, right? You did a great job, Sandra. You did a great job. (laughs) Oh, maybe that's the levity segue. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true, right? I was wrong. I need help. It's so hard. It's so hard. I mean, it could be argued that, you know, that's a good reason to drink because those two things are so hard to say. It's easier to reach for a bottle. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't, Sandra. And I hope everything works out how it needs to or how. It'll either way. (laughs) It'll work out. It'll work out whether it works out the way I want it to or not. It's going to, something will unfold. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, if if anyone's listening, um, if anyone's, (laughs) 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 whoever is listening, who is listening, I don't know. Um, If you want to join the secret Facebook group that we talk about, um, you can send Sandra or myself uh, a Facebook friend request. And a DM asking to be added to our group. And it's secret to keep people's anonymity. And it's not searchable on Facebook. So you can have a safe place to land and share and ask for help yourself. And um, yeah, that's, I think that's what I wanted to say about that. Oh, in our meetings on Sunday. So if you become a part of our secret Facebook group, we host free sobriety support meeting on every Sunday, um, 9 Pacific. 11 central and 12 Eastern. And we would love to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. If you've been longing for this community that we're talking about any community, um, we have one, we know of a really good one and it's just organically like we didn't set up rules. Mm -mm. There's no editing process. We just have gathered the have lucked out and gathered organically the most amazing um women and and those who identify as female. Yeah. And um I just I love them. Yeah. It's like magic, kind of how well, I guess it's not magic, but the pandemic has has allowed us to gather on Sundays every Sunday I don't think I mean have you missed a Sunday I don't think mm-hmm. I mean if we I don't think either one of us has missed a Sunday. maybe one I don't know it is a place that is just firmly on my calendar and that I organized my week around it yeah. and um it's a it's a pretty special place so in the rooms of AA I know they say you know you find somebody um, that you want what they have and I want what this group of women has and I like how kind they are to one another and supportive. There's no ickiness. There's no anything. Mm-hmm. You know what no. I mean? There's no, it's, it's a really unique space. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, most of the women in there would also agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <sighs> all right. Let's talk about something fun. Okay. Summer. Let's talk about summer. Do you have any summer plans, Sandra? 
I'm going on vacation. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So when this airs, um, I will be getting ready for said vacation, but yeah, we're going just the fam. We're going um, out to our favorite place, places in West Texas for a week. Um, but we have not had a vacation since March 2020. So right before oh my gosh. the pandemic. Yeah. Have not had a vacation since then. We are all like dying for one. Uh-huh. And I especially am too after this past week. Um uh, you know, I, I will say I'm having a little anxiety over just sort of leaving this mess I'm in right now, but at the same time, I need it so bad. I, I don't think I could survive the rest right. of the summer without a break. Right. And, um, so, um, I'm so looking forward to it and, my son's going and, you know, he just graduated and I'm not yeah. going to say this is the last vacation he's going to take with his family because who knows it might not be. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah. it could be one of the few left that we have the four of us. I I'm feeling a lot of those feelings like for Grady, he's leaving for college. Um, I thought it was August 22nd, but now it's been moved up to August 14th, which felt like they just stole a bunch of days from me, eight whole days. Mm -hmm. So it feels, um, like I want to, I want to have as much time with him as possible. Everything does feel kind of like the last time before you go to college, the last time before you move out the last time. So I feel, I'm feeling that too. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling that too. Um, you're going to West Texas. And then mm-hmm. after that, I'm going to Boston. I'm getting on a plane, which, yeah, a little bit anxiety producing. Um, and because I'm flying all that way, I'm going to stay. And my sister's coming up from New York with her girls to Boston. Oh, and uh, we're going to have three or four days together. So, oh, that's going to be so fun. Yeah. And speaking of asking for help, um, so I booked the, the flight and then I procrastinated on booking lodging. I just got overwhelmed and felt like I didn't, I don't know Boston. I don't know where to stay. So I'd asked in our Facebook group, you know, where to stay. And Laura McCallan commented on it, but she, cause she lives in Boston mm-hmm. and she um, sent me a text and she said, you know, I'm going to find you a place just what's your budget? <laughs> I'll tell you exactly where to stay. And I was like, yes, please. And so she searched and sent me six different options, six different neighborhoods with six different things to do. And I said, oh, are you just like in your first free time, just being my personal travel agent? <laughs> Laura, she's like, she's like, you're coming to Boston. I want you to stay in a good place. And you told me what you wanted to do with your family. And, and this is the place and it's gorgeous. Um, I spent a little more than um, was in my budget, but it's so beautiful and has plenty of room for all of us. Um, Cause there'll nice. be five of us. So I'm really looking forward to after that retreat, a bunch of the TLC meet. So it's a TLC, um, the luckiest club, all the leaders are going on retreat um, in the woods. Oh, and nice. Laura has rented out this entire space. We all get our own rooms, which I'm really happy about. Um, and then a lot of them on the last day are going to see a Red Sox game, hmm. but I'm not, No, that's too much for me after a retreat. No. <laughs> so, um, 
I'm going to meet my sister and go kind of hang out with her and the girls. And I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. So I haven't seen my nieces and my younger nieces, gosh, five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. My oldest niece came out a couple of years ago, right before I went to Morocco, but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm sure it'll be fine on the plane. Um, I'll take my beta blockers, which have been really helping me lately. Mm, yes. so, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. So you and I are both going to back to back, I think be kind of out of town. Yeah. That'll be fun. Oh yeah. That sounds, that sounds all just lovely. Like, yeah, I know it's like travel adventure again, you know, I mean, <laughs> Totally. Going to places that you've never been to. Uh, I didn't think we'd see this day ever again. <laughs> I know. And it feels, um, I, I, I did my Austin lodging because we're, we're getting together in Austin in late September with uh, some of our listeners. And I went ahead and did that lodging with Natalie and pulled the trigger because I just thought, I just need to do it, get it done. Cause I know there's so many unruffleds coming that like all the lodging, I was like, it's going to just disappear <laughs> down yes. where we want to kind of where I wanted to be. Um, so that felt good to have that secure. So those are really my two, that's not till September, but that, those are the two trips. Um, and I'm still dreaming of Paris yeah. and uh, trying to make that happen in the fall. So we'll see. Yeah. I really feel like the Austin thing, even though everyone's coming to my city, mm-hmm. I feel like that it will almost kind of feel like a vacation too, like a staycation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like some bookends of, yeah, of fun for I, the it, summer. I love how, I just love how it's all come to be and how the listeners created this and that we are uh, like, yes. And that you are going to open your home, which is amazing. Um, I just love how it's all come to be and seeing on the thread in the secret Facebook group, we have one for this trip with the people that are attending. Um, I love how we have so many capable, strong women who are like, let's do this, let's do that. And all the ideas and everybody wants to do different things and everybody, it's just going to be so awesome. I know. I know. I think I'm going to come up with, you know, like not an itinerary, absolutely not, but just like, you know, things, possibilities, right. lists of possibilities. And I think it would be fun to like, Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that's good at scheduling things, you know, spreadsheets yeah. or whatever. I know someone, um, <laughs> Not who you think, but, um, (laughs) there is a listener that was hoping we had an itinerary and I said, Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We we're not, I mean, it's kind of building itself. Right. Um, right. But but we have a very capable listener that would love an itinerary that I'm sure would love to help with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get in the group at some point and, um, yeah, get somebody to help me, you know, like construct it. Um, but yeah, I think it would be fun to, you know, this afternoon go do this or that on your B and B or whatever, but, um, Mm. that way, you know, nobody's left out. Yeah. Well, there's a loose, a loose framework, right? And we can pick your adventure, pick your adventure. Yeah. We can still gather because the point is we just want to see each other in real life and mm-hmm. hug each other and get to know each other. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. We just, we, we know each other, right? We yeah. all know each other, even though we've not most, um, many of us have never met in real life. Yeah. It feels like it. It's interesting. And I won't get into this too far because it's, it's something to explore. We could talk about for a long time. Zoom has really changed how we do things. And it's really changed my relationships with people that I haven't met before. And it's changed how comfortable I feel on screen. It's changed how our, I don't know, every, I think just people knowing how to, how to, I've been running the muse class on, um, uh, on mighty networks, which back in December, a lot of people had functionality problems with it. Um, and trouble getting to the zoom calls this time around, just six months later, there hasn't been one problem, you know? And I think it's because people are online more, are zooming more, are understanding how to how to use different platforms because we've had to, you know, so it's been fun. It's been, it's been an ease of use uh, to connect with people, but I really want the in real life. So all of the women on our Sunday calls, I'm really looking forward to meeting in person. Um, have you watched the rest of the handmaid's tale? No. Okay. Well, the very last episode of the season, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but okay. Serena and the commander talk about zooming <laughs> and they use it like as a verb. Okay. Uh, I have to connect. Let's zoom. Okay. Yeah. We'll let's zoom. We can I, zoom. I need to finish the last. It was really two it seasons. Just, that little part made me chuckle. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So yes, that's a lot to look forward to caftan season. I want you to know I watched hacks. I binge watched hacks after you said, um, to watch Are you finished. Are you done? I'm on the last two episodes. It's well, yeah, I'm not surprised. Mark and I watched four episodes in one night. <laughs> so, it's good. so good. Isn't it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Very, very good. So I'm in that first episode when she's wearing, or she has some caftans or the reference of caftans. And I was just like, oh yeah, she's great. Gene Smart is great in that. Ugh. So thank you for that recommendation. That was really good. It is really good. I'm not done yet. It's actually going to be in my three things. So spoiler Ooh, alert. Okay. okay. Well, I won't talk about it anymore. Um, I actually made a summer bucket list with uh -huh. um, the fella that I'm dating. And we didn't get very far on it, but there's a few things. Um, but we are going to take salsa dance lessons. Oh, fun. To be with someone that wants to dance, Sandra. Oh, that's fun. I mean, uh, this has been missing from my life for oh, yeah. since I was 26 was the last time I really went dancing in earnest with my first husband. So to not, to not have it has been, um, something I've really, really missed that I think is going to bring me some joy. So I suggested it and he was like, I would love to do that. I was like, really? Okay, then that's going on the list. So that is my fun summer thing that I wanted to share. So I'm gonna take some salsa dance lessons. That is super fun. I'm, I'm you know, Mark, with if I really like, you know, if it really meant a lot to me, he would suck it up and take a dance lesson with me. Yeah, uh, we'd probably laugh the entire time too. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that too. But it'll feel. I feel, um, yeah, my, I've been wanting to take, um, we have a listener in our, in our Facebook group that does hip hop dance lessons and, and shares her routines. 
And I've been wanting to do that the whole pandemic, but of course you can't, right? There was no dance places open that you could go in, in person to do. So that's what I've kind of been longing to do. And, um, but this will work. So I found a studio nearby and I found a lovely woman who runs it. And um, I have a call into her to see like what the deal is. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I will report back. I love it. Yeah. I need to make a summer bucket list. Yeah. Although right now I feel like I'm just, again, mm-hmm. 24 hours at a time, but yeah. this will expire. And when it does, um, yeah, I need to have a summer bucket list too. Yeah. I want to take my son to New York. We thought about <gasps> going in August, but then I keep thinking how hot it will be there in August. Yeah. And, um, so I might kick that can down the road a bit, but it is going to happen this year. He really wants to move to New York. I think I've mentioned oh, right. this, yeah. but he's never been. <laughs> hmm, so he needs to like, go. Honey. Yeah. Probably go to the city first. Right. Before you put all your eggs in that basket. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a trip. When's the last time you've been to New York? It's been a while. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. 2006 or seven. Oh, you're going to have so much fun too. Mm-hmm. Well, my sister would always meet you at Grand Central or, or show you around. I'm sure I'm going to offer her. Yes. Services. And her, and her daughter is, she'll be 20 in August. She's fun. My sister is still going to clubs and punk shows and and they just started opening up shows in New York. So she's been going by herself. Um, anyhow, she kind of, she's lived there for 25 years. Yeah. If you need anybody to meet up. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Any other fun? I, yeah. I mean, I wish I had like some, and I usually do that too. Not really a bucket list, but I, you know, summer something goals, you know, I like, like a good list things to look forward to um I don't everything just feels like on pause right now Mm. I will say though that I have a stack of fiction and I've been just tearing through fiction I have a couple of nonfiction books and I just find myself not even wanting to pick them up it's like I need even before the thing that happened happened I was just I've been just craving some good old fashioned mental escape. Mm. I'm going to talk about one that I'm reading down in my three things when we get there, but, um, yeah, on my list here to talk with you about summer plans, i I put read more books is my plan. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've been doing some house hunting. Ooh. I'm actually Steve Grady's dad is taking me to go see a house today in, um, in a couple towns over and they're taking offers tomorrow. So I was contemplating, we haven't talked about this much. I've been looking at real estate up in the San Juan islands, uh, Washington, the coast of Washington and uh, Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And then I've been daydreaming about going to Paris, moving to Paris. I don't, so I don't really know what I'm doing, Sandra. I'm just kind of throwing all everything up in the air and seeing what feels right. Mm-hmm. And part of me, I am a home body. I do like right. a, home, a home base. I, and the other part of me is like, you should freaking move to Paris. This is the time. 
do it for a year, but it will be so uncomfortable for me, Sandra. Yeah. It will be so uncomfortable. I know that a lot of beautiful things will probably be born from it, but if I'm being honest with my personality that I know my type, I like the comfort of the home base. Yeah. And Paris is there. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, I'm looking, it's very, I can't afford, or I didn't think I could afford a house here in Sonoma County. Uh, but since my husband's a realtor, he's been helping me look at some things in my budget and there's not much, but this one is adorable. A design, mm. She's an interior designer. The one who owns it, she's made it just look adorable too. I'm sure once it's all emptied out, you know, it is a, just a shell, but it's gorgeous. And, mm. um, it's in the same condo complex that, um, Grady's fairy godparents live in and his, his real godparents live in my close friends and their daughters, Isabel and Sophia. So it's interesting that it's in that, it's like a little sign oh, from the universe. Yeah. Wow. And it's the only one available in my price range in Sonoma County. So Aww. I was like, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to go check it out and see Go it. check it out. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm, what I'm going to do. I've been, I've been just searching real estate for about four months and it's just, I love doing it. My mom loved doing that. We used to <laughs> remember the scene in Lady Bird when her and her mm-hmm. mom go looking at real estate. Open houses. Yeah. That's what we did with my mom. That was a thing. And then you could just imagine yourself living there. Cause you know how they always did the model homes and it was like fun mm-hmm. and different than your own house. And, um, so anyhow, that's my, that's what I'm doing. I've, I've had another interesting offer for a Paris place, um, from a friend from recovery and, uh, it looks pretty fantastic. So I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I, maybe I just need a couple months in Paris to see. Yeah. And, um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to. We'll manifest that up for the fall once Grady's gone off to school. I love it. So we'll see. So we'll see. That's about it. Um, yeah. Did you do the Recovery Gals Art Exchange this I time didn't, around? No, I didn't. And I'll, t- I'll tell you why, because I've just been in my studio so much. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I actually have really sold a whole lot of stuff out of my inventory and, um, and I'm s- supposed to be doing a, uh, like an outdoor market this weekend. I say supposed to, but I kind of lo- lost a week mm-hmm. <laughs> of preparation. And so, um, but I'm really trying to hustle and get back out there. And um, so I can have some inventory for this sale, but um, yeah, I just, I'm kind I guess I'm kind of busy, you know, yeah. I mean, like the thing it's, you know, you are designing so many beautiful things. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I've had so much, so much support lately. So that's just been a wonderful surprise and just mm-hmm. a, a great thing that's happened recently. And, um, so yeah, and I've got, you know, I've got many more designs that are just laying in wait mm-hmm. for me to get to it. And so, um, so yeah, I, you know, again, it's create work, but it's mm-hmm. the work I love. Like I could do it all day yeah. and not take breaks. Not, I could attack it even in a healthy way, unhealthy way. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the recovery gals art exchange and, and, and just for the listeners. And if that's another community that we've created where we exchange gifts with other women in recovery that have, you know, are based on a theme mm-hmm. And the theme is bounty. And it sounds like you have a bounty of work that you're working on, you know? So, 
um, I hadn't participated in the last one, maybe I can't remember, but I got a chance to work online this weekend. And I have to tell you, it was so, as you know, just like you just said, with all the work you have, um, meditative, I did it for about six or seven hours, just at my counter in the kitchen. Um, not straight, you know, I let paint dry and I was, you know, but I, um, I painted these rocks that are so beautiful and I painted the 12 principles of the 12 steps, which I didn't know until a couple of years ago. I didn't even know what the principles were of each step. Hmm. I don't think I'm familiar with that language either. Yeah. There's a, there's a, so the principle for step one is honesty. I'll just tell you a couple. The principle of step two is hope. Um, Step three, the principle is faith. So there's just some words. So I've been working with clients and going through the women's way through the 12 steps. And we make art based on the principle of that step. So Mm -hmm. they're they're reading the the chapter and or doing the workbook on their own. And then we're making art associated with the principle of each step. And it was just so fun to sit there and think and think about the principles and think about my life and thinking about, you know, this partner that I don't know very well yet. She's been in my life for almost 20 years. Um, and now she's in our group and I get to know her through this, which is interesting. Um, and just tidied my house while I was doing it, Sandra, but it was just like meta, just like art is just how it always gives you that time and space to think Mm -hmm. and, um, kind of clear the decks. So it was really fun. It was really fun. And, I learned about the principles from a book called drop the rock. Hmm. And so that was an interesting little intersection and about how sometimes we carry things. And so I, I don't know, after I painted those, I thought if I'm having a hard time, I might just take a Sharpie to a rock and go out to a body of water and chuck it. Hmm. I like Maybe that. you'll find some rocks on your trip. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. Um, do you want to wrap it up and sure. do our three things? I have two and I could probably come up with a third one as we're. Okay. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, I, a couple of unruffled ladies invited me to a book club about money and the book that they were reading and that was called, um, it's not your money by Tasha silver. Have you heard of this? I think I've read that. I've read, I've read a lot of money books and I feel like I've read that one. Yeah. She, um, you know, working for myself, right. Um, not being, um, sharing, uh, finances with my husband any longer Mm -hmm. supporting myself, uh, and not ever having a budget. I've never had a quote unquote budget per se, like where you map it out. Some of our, some of the ladies in this group are experts at budgeting and, um, really helping and showing the way. And, and, uh, so I just started, but I listened to it last week when I was driving for about an hour and it has, um, a lot of, it's similar to some of the steps, right? Some of the principles of the steps. Yeah. It's like a mindset kind of book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's been really good. And you say a, a, a prayer every day and um, there's a little mantra and it's been good. It's been helpful. So it's called, it's by Tasha Silver and it's called, It's Not Your Money. I've been listening to it on audio. I kind of wish I had a physical copy um, to highlight some things, but, um, but I'm working on letting some of that stuff go that I have to document everything. I'm trying to um, see what is going to stick. 
<laughs> without me yeah. having to be the student of everything. So that's my number one. It, uh, her book has been pretty good. Uh, it's not your money, Tasha Silver. And to be and to talk about it with some other ladies has been nice. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that's a that's a yeah a good component of that too. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, my first one is also a book. Mm. Um. So I said I was I've been reading a lot of fiction, so I just want to talk about the book that I'm reading right now because it's so good. So I'm one of those people who, you know, if there's like a popular author, um, I may not pick it up ever Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I'm, I, for some reason have this pretentious idea that, (laughs) you know, if everybody likes a one particular book, it must not be you know, it must be vanilla-ish somehow. Is that your sevenness? Your I think so. Okay. Yeah. Some kind of yeah. feeling to be, yeah, kind of forward thinking and special and yeah. So anyway, I just <laughs> okay. admitted that. Um, and it's not judgment on anyone who reads the, the same book that everybody else reads. It's not that. Yeah. I just somehow... Like, and, and I have been right about that occasionally and, and, but have been wrong more times mm-hmm. actually than, than, than I've been right. So, um, I had avoided the books by, um, Leanne Moriarty. She's the Australian author who wrote, uh, big little lies, which yeah. I did not write that. I did not watch that series. Right. Um, and of course I assumed that you know, if it's going to get made into like a Hulu show or whatever, yeah, it's on, then it's just got to be real basic, right? So I haven't read that, but they've been advertising for a new series that's coming out later on in the year called Nine Perfect Strangers. Have you seen the ads for no. that? Oh my God, it looks so okay. incredibly good. And it's like nine people that go to a wellness spa retreat for a week okay and the director is um is um played by nicole kidman and so i was just transfixed by the previews and so i'm like okay well maybe maybe i'll because she wrote leanne moriarty wrote the book nine perfect strangers okay so i picked it up i'm i cannot hardly put it down it's just Hmm. it's so delightful okay it's like that good mix of well first of all it's very well written but it and it's from it's 12 different perspectives but it's just that really good mix of humor sad humor like real laugh out loud humor and um there's some sad kind of poignant moments but okay. then there's also suspense it's okay. so good so okay good. So it's the book but there's also going to be a show there's going to be a show okay so great. if you're that kind of person who like i want to read the book before the show the show comes out like in september or october i think and so there's plenty of time to pick up the book and the book is just it's so good okay good yeah. that's it might be a good summer read for people a good summer read i think um, it came out a couple of years ago okay Good. I wrote it into our notes. Uh, the second tool that's been in my box is um, since I've been creating the class, the muse this week, we've been, um, our module is on photo booth play. 
And again, it's a little riff off of when I did my proof of life project with people taking selfies of themselves. But where I went with this, since we watched the film, Amelie, um, in the film, Amelie, everything is red and green. Like the color is kind of like a character in the movie. And um, red lipstick is kind of the fun thing that I prompted all the women to either share their shade this week. Um, so I would love to hear that under the, in the comments in our Facebook group after people listen to this, if they want to put their shade of red lipstick. Um, and I've been wearing it and I feel like a freaking million bucks when yeah. I wear it. I'm hesitant to wear it, but when I do, it's like, it feels good. So when I got on my call yesterday with the class, so many women were wearing red lipstick and I loved it so much. Oh, that's fun. I found all kinds of articles on, um, on the symbolism of red lipstick and the suffragist movement. And it was interesting about it being uh, a form of empowerment and a, a showing of that and how um, it used to be a white woman thing basically with the suffragist movement and how people of color are embracing it lately too as a power move. So anyhow, I found a bunch of articles and shared that with the class, but I would encourage you if you have a, a tube lying around in your house to put it on and see how it changes how you feel. So that's I love amazing. it. Do you wear, you wear red lipstick, Sandra? Sometimes. I, say, I think I've seen you in red lipstick. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's more of the winter for me oh, gotcha. in a summer, mm-hmm. but, um, but I definitely have um, some that are got for summer. I tend to wear darker lipsticks that have a little purple in them. So I definitely have some that are, you know, plum or something. Um, anyway, yes, I have, I love lipstick. So, I mean, I could talk about lipstick all day. Change your mood, right? Yeah. I have quite a collection of lipstick. (laughs) There's a, in my research, um, of red lipstick, the, um, the show Ratchet, uh-huh. um, um, the prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, they talked about how lipstick is basically a color, is a character in that show too. And that all of the nurses wear a, f- a, a version of red lipstick, so different hues of red. So the oh, red, red blue and the red orange and um, almost where they're headed towards pink, but that when they're inside the hospital, it's a certain color. When they're outside the hospital, it, it's a different kind of form of red, but it's definitely almost like a character in the show. Oh, I love that. And it expresses different things about the women that wear it. So yeah. I love that. Try it out if you want. Yeah. Um, What else you got? So my second one is, um, we've already mentioned it, but boy, (laughs) did the show hacks come at the right time this week? (laughs) Because I needed just some like comedy and just to release. Yeah. I, you know, feel like, um, you know, sometimes you've, I mean, you could have anxiety about anything and it feels, you walk around, feel like an exposed nerve. And there's just something about a good laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. And, um, please watch the show hacks. It is so good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so happy you mentioned it. It is so good. It's on HBO Max. There's 10 episodes. They're only around 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to binge. Yeah. And um it's just so good. Yeah. And my husband loved it 
just as much, maybe even more than I did. I think he still can't stop. We finished it a couple of nights ago and he still can't stop talking about it. Um, it kind of, it's, I'm not, I won't go into the, the, you know, the whole story, but it's about an older comic that's kind of getting squeezed out of the business. Mm -hmm. And she takes on a joke writer who's in their twenties, who she's in her twenties. And just the way that they um, sort of describe how a woman in her 60s, or maybe she's in her late 50s, early 60s, and the traditions that she's been brought up with and how they're so alarmingly different than mm-hmm. um, a young person's ideals and beliefs and how they see the world. It's just so good. Yeah. And the style too. Jean Smart looks amazing. And yeah, Jean Smart. I mean, if you watched um, the show Mayor of Easttown. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's really good too. And Jean Smart's in that too. She's having a moment. I love that she's having a moment right now. Oh, yeah. Um, Because she's an incredible actress and she's beautiful and, you know, all of that. But, you know, the fact that she's um, in a, uh, what Hollywood consi- would consider advanced age. Um, I love that she's getting some screen time. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. No, I, and I second Sandra's recommendation on this one. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hacks. Very good. Yeah. Um, and the last one I'll make, I'll make this succinct. I started listening to podcasts again. Oh yeah. (laughs) Since we have one. Um, But I had not listened to them hardly at all during the pandemic. I just couldn't first, again, books and podcasts. I just, I needed quiet and my brain. Um, But this week alone, here's what I got. Armchair expert with Mm -hmm. Russell Brand. I listened to yesterday, which he's a lot for me sometimes to take how fast he talks. I know. It's brilliant. It's all about recovery. It's fantastic. Um, Whitney Cummings is a a comedian. Mm -hmm. She is a comedian. She talks a lot and very um, well-spoken about uh, Al-Anon codependency. Mm -hmm. Hank Azaria, same thing. Al-Anon codependency. Um, Hmm. So those are three great episodes that I would highly recommend to our, our community. Okay. And then I started listening to Glennon Doyle's We Can Do Hard Things. And Glennon has somebody, like you were talking about resisting the thing that people like. Um, When I was still drinking, a lot of people were recommending to check her out. I didn't want to check her out because she was in recovery. (laughs) She -hmm. didn't drink. And I thought, I don't want to listen to anybody. What, what the, and you know, I don't want to listen to her at all. And then, um, Holly and Laura had recommended I read one of her books several years ago when I was, um, you know, sharing about my marriage and I read it and I rejected it. And so I reject, I rejected her a lot. I really am enjoying the podcast and how Mm. her and her sister are structuring it and how they are talking about things that, um, that I understand. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend that. And then I really enjoyed recently. Here's the last one. Tiffany Hahn just got diagnosed with ADHD. And she did an episode on it and I found it really, really interesting. Um, huh. So those would be podcasts in general, but those are the ones that I thought recently that I, I've been listening to a ton. So those are just the ones that 
popped out to me. That's great. That, yeah. That's good. I'm glad you recommended those by um, Armchair Expert. Because yeah. I have, I think Matt, the Macklemore episode was the last one I listened oh, to. Oh yeah, that one so too. Good. Okay. Yeah, that one too. So good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, the Glennon um, podcast, I resist her as well, but I had three people mention the one about recovery that she did with her sister. And mm-hmm. I was so intrigued. So I listened mm-hmm. to it and it was excellent. It was yeah. very good. It was very good. She didn't say anything that I hadn't heard before, but the mm-hmm. way she said it, um, it felt fresh. Yeah. Is that the one where she talks about amends and the priest? Yes. Yeah. I listened mm-hmm. to that one last night. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, really uh, good. So good. So good. Um, and then what was the last one you mentioned? Uh, Tiffany Hans. ADHD. Oh yeah. Diagnosis. Oh, I'll listen to that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think a few people in our community have been talking about that more too. getting diagnosed. Uh, I have a really good friend that got diagnosed when she was 38. And like I've shared, I think with you or others, um, you know, my son has neuropsychologist said, you know, your son has this. And, um, so that definitely comes from one of his parents. So it's mm-hmm. either you or your husband. So I think it's me. Uh, and she shared that, you know, I have a lot of coping mechanisms and my organization, the way that I do things. And that was just my intuition, probably most likely just figuring it out for myself. Right. Um, so it's been interesting to look at. Um, I, I don't feel like it's out of control or that I, but I definitely have not that it's out of control. That's probably even the wrong language, but just, I feel like I have a handle on it. Well, you've coped with it for this mm-hmm. long, right? Right. Yeah. You've so, already developed your techniques or whatever. Yeah. You, yeah. But it was interesting to hear Tiffany talk about how women typically don't get diagnosed with this in a book that she was reading that I cannot remember for the life of me right now, but that how a lot of times boys get diagnosed with it, but not women. Because yeah. We're taught to, to a lot of things from being young girls to fall in line, to follow the rules, to do X, Y, and Z, to sit still. Anyhow, she has a whole uh, more eloquent way of talking about this than I do, but um, yeah, it was pretty good. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Okay. Well, my last one is kind of just a general thing, but um, before the terrible, very bad thing that happened last week, I was starting, I, you know, I love to scheme up a new project and I started getting some ideas, sort of downloading some ideas about a new project, um, uh, that will involve a, maybe a community we'll see, um, not in the, um, not in, uh, anyway, whatever. I'm not going to talk about the details because I don't know the details. <laughs> I just know that I have some, creative things I want to deliver. And so I'm looking at another way of doing that, Mm. put it that way. And yeah. And so, um, I'm thinking about either a membership or some kind of community or something like that. And I started just kind of laying down the ideas, um, a couple of weeks ago. And so anyway, it's always fun to scheme up a new creative project. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing something similar and it's interesting to have it percolate, um, and talk to you, right. Mm-hmm. Like tell you when it's ready to be born and, uh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're always on the same page, so there's no surprise. 
All right. So what should I, what should I list that? Um, new ideas, new. Yeah, creative, sure. New, new creative ideas. New creative ideas. Okay. All right. I think we did it, Sandra. I think we did. I think mm. we did. Um, if you feel like drinking, reach out to someone. Yeah. Yeah. How about the last tool be reach out to somebody? Yeah. Whether you feel like drinking or you just need connection or just to have a safety net for the future. If you need, if you're going to need that in the future, you might want to try setting it up now. Right. Because you will, you will. I don't think we get through life unscathed. All right. All right. Enjoy the rest of your beautiful day. Thanks. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.